From WOSU Public Media in Columbus, Ohio, this is Classical 101's Opera Abbreviated. I'm your host, Christopher Purdy. Adriana Lecouvreur is theatrically vapid and musically void. So wrote Irving Collodin in the Saturday Review soon after Chilea's opera opened at the Metropolitan with Renata Tabaldi and Franco Corelli in January of 1963. Things hadn't been much better when the opera premiered in New York in 1907. How poor a vehicle this opera is for the exhibition of Mr. Caruso's extraordinary gifts and powers may be guessed from the fact that his one set of solos passed off last night without a hand. Not a sound was heard to testify to even interest in the singer who is the wonder of the world. That was the New York Times in 1907. Adriana Le Couvreur, an opera by Francesco Cilea, has been hated by the critics and loved by the paying audience since its world premiere in 1902. I'm with the paying public. I love Adriana Le Couvreur. It's a get-in-there-and-fight Italian opera with juicy roles for four principals and a wonderful cast of supporting characters. It's an opera about an actress, the world of the theater, jealousy, politics, and poison, and as such should be at home on any stage. There really was an Adriana. The French actress Adrienne Lecouvreur lived from 1692 to 1730. She counted Voltaire and the Duc d'Orléans among her many admirers. Her love affair with Maurice de Marchal de Saxe inspired a play that was a favorite vehicle of Sarah Bernhardt. Even better, in the play and in the opera, she dies after sniffing poisoned violets. What is not to love? The opera is set in Paris in 1730. Adriana, the leading actress of the Comédie Française, is known for her beauty and for the simplicity and grace of her diction. Backstage, she tells us she is only the humble servant of creative genius. Adriana is hated by the other ladies of the company and loved by the men, especially by the theater manager Michonnet. He's the kind of selfless and loving friend everybody should be lucky enough to have. Adriana loves him like a brother, somewhat to his disappointment. No, Adriana's heart belongs to the dashing Maurizio, the Marshal de Saxe, a well-placed if impetuous young nobleman. He tells Adriana what every woman wants to hear, that she reminds him of his mother. Adriana 
true that Adriana, who is older and more worldly, more connected, has taken a maternal interest. She wants Maurizio to meet the nobility. What she doesn't know is he is already the heir to the throne of Poland and a great general. This is no simple soldier boy as much as he pretends otherwise. Before she goes on stage, Adriana gives him a bunch of violets. Remember those flowers. If Adriana and Maurizio were in love and all was well, there'd be no opera. Enter the Princess of Bouillon, an angry, jealous, and very much married lady. She is the mezzo-soprano. She's in love with Maurizio, too, and she has more to offer than any actress. Maurizio begs her to intercede for him at court. He is living in France incognito because of a dangerous political situation. People can't know who he really is unless he can control the message. He even offers the princess violets. Maybe, maybe she'll help, but meanwhile, who should turn up but Adriana and the Prince de Bouillon, the husband, who has invited the entire Comédie Française company to supper. Maurizio stops Adriana. This isn't what it looks like, he tells her. general, heir to the throne, simple soldier, tenor, whatever, Maurizio is not very slick. He tells Adriana to do him a favor. Hide the lady he was just seeing, the princess. Get her out of here. She can't be caught by her husband. Help her escape. Adriana does so. In the darkness, the two women cannot see each other, but each recognizes a dangerous rival particularly the princess who hears Adriana and says, ah, quel voce, and knows I've heard that voice somewhere else, maybe in the theater. (laughs) Days later, the princess gives a reception. The great actress Le Couvreur will recite for the company. Maurizio is there, so is the princess's husband. Adriana has kind of figured things out. She knows that Maurizio has something going on with the princess, so the great actress will recite from Racine's Phaedra, one of her great triumphs. 
I could not behave like those bold, impure women who love to betray. My brow is of ice and must never blush. Those lines are thrown into the princess's face. The crowd applauds. Brava, sublime. don't mess with the princess in 1730s France. Adriana is at home. She's withdrawn from the stage. She's left the public. Her friends from the theater and dear Michonnet try to cheer her. A maid brings in a small chest, a gift from an admirer. It's from Maurizio, she thinks. He's long gone. Opening, she sees the violets she gave him. Poveri fiori, poor flowers. It's heartbreaking. He has returned her flowers, the man she loved. She inhales the scent and immediately freezes. Maurizio is there, having come to beg Adriana's forgiveness, but this is opera. People have a way of turning up. He finds her hallucinating, imagining herself back on stage.
The flowers have been poisoned. The Princess de Bouillon has had her revenge. Adriana is dead. So, there's a lot of fiction here. Adrienne Lecouvreur died in 1730. We think of appendicitis. Maurice de Saxe was only one of her loves and not the most important. The poison flowers are a myth, a good one. Who wouldn't want to writhe to death while imagining oneself on stage? The critics hate this opera. You can miss the first act and still hear its arias in Act Two as she sings what he sang and then they sing together. So wrote one critic in 1963. Francesco Cilea lived from 1866 to 1950. He wrote several other operas, including La Lesiana, and he had a long career at the Conservatory of Palermo. The public cheers Adriana Le Couvreur. It's an opera good enough for Caruso, for Olivero, for Tabaldi and Corelli, and for Anna Netrebko and Piotr Bazawa this year at the Met. Chilea and his librettist Calauti knew how to write a great show. Enjoy. That's the final curtain on this edition of Opera Abbreviated from Classical 101, WOSU Public Media. I'm Christopher Purdy. For more information and for more podcasts, please go to wosu.org slash classical 101.